Hello, welcome to Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers, Superintendent of Schools for Ailey ISD. I want to thank everyone for, for listening to this episode. Uh, I'm going to state the date and the time because, as I said last week, uh, it's important to know uh, for context whenever this is being recorded and when this conversation is being held because things can change and will change, as we all know, not daily, but in some cases by the hour. And all of us, not just us in the education business, but all of us are having to react accordingly to these uh, to these changes and these adjustments. So today is Thursday, March 26th. It is at um, 9.40 a.m. So Thursday, March 26th at 9.40 a.m. Uh, so if anything that we say now uh, is different by the time you listen to this, we apologize. We'll do the best we can to tell you what we know at this time. Uh, regarding uh, A-Leaf ISD, uh, regarding just kind of the process that we're going through right now on a, on a lot of different levels. I'm going to jump right into this. Today, uh, the first part of this conversation is going to be with Ms. Kathy Yon, our Executive Director for Curriculum and Instruction, and Ms. Pam Lowe, our Director for Digital Learning. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, A-Leaf Learns. And A-Leaf Learns is the title that we've given this attempt for uh, ALEAF ISD to push out some form of education, some form of learning for our students while they're while they're out of school. And just a couple of prefaces on this before I before I bring Kathy and Pam into the conversation. Think of this: regardless of you're a teacher, an administrator, a parent, uh, a student, or just interested community member, if you can think of this as as we're building a ladder. And in order to obviously build a strong ladder, you have to have a strong foundation, a strong, a strong base. The analogy can be houses. Any, you, you can use whatever analogy you want. But in terms of looking at a ladder, we're on the first and second rung of that ladder. That means that we're building this, this ladder from the ground up. And uh, so there's a lot of questions that are not answered yet. There's a lot of fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rung of the ladder questions that we don't have yet. Or we don't have answers yet to. Uh, not only do we not have answers, in some cases, uh, no one has answers to. For example, I know this question, Kathy and Pam and I were talking before we started recording, the question that seems to be percolating among teachers and administrators, maybe not parents, but teachers and administrators, is how we're going to grade some of the work we're talking about. And I'm going to ask Kathy and Pam to talk about that a little bit later. But as an example, that is a fourth or fifth rung on the ladder issue right now. We are just trying to make sure that we we roll out the appropriate type of instructional opportunities for kids, whether it's based on the Internet and technology or whether it's based on pencil and paper. So if you're a teacher or a principal or anyone involved on the ALEAF ISD side of providing this instruction through ALEAF Learns, please know that the grading, how we're going to grade, how we're going to put grades to this, how are we, how are we going to be consistent how are we going to be equitable in in uh, what we're doing? Uh, we are going to we the the leaders of the district are working through that process, and we'll have answers, uh, suggestions, proposals, etc. Uh, in the near future. But for right now, let's just try uh, all of us, whether we're on the support side or you're an actual teacher or administrator, rolling this out to your to your kids. Let's just try right now to do the best we can to make sure that we have as much information, as much educational opportunities in front of our kids, and that you as a teacher are trained and prepared, and as an administrator, you're supporting, uh, prepared to be supportive 
and then we'll tackle each one of these rungs of the ladder as we as we get to them. So anyway, with that, I'm going to ask uh, Kathy Yon, our executive director for curriculum instruction, to to kind of give an overview. And, and one of the instructions I asked her and Pam to think about right now is at first, as she's talking, as they're as they're talking, just kind of assume that part of the audience hasn't heard this before. We've gone to extremes to try to get this communicated out to our families and our, our students. But I'm also fully aware there's a lot of other things on families' minds, too, so they may have missed it. So uh, so if some of this sounds very redundant at, very, at the very beginning, please forgive me. I just asked them to just real quickly cover as if no one had heard what we're doing, and then we'll get into a few details uh, after that. So, uh, Kathy, thank you for joining us. Pam, thank you for joining us. They're, they're both at home on, on their dealing with their own family situation, so I appreciate you taking time to do this. So, Kathy, I'll turn it over to you. Good morning. Absolutely, Mr. Chambers. So, in our ALEAF Learns plan, there are two pathways, and one of them is a traditional learning plan, which is a paper-pencil-based um, plan for our families that uh, don't have access at this point, and then there's the um, virtual and digital plan, which Pam will get into in a little while. Just to give you some background on what we're going to be offering in our traditional plan is we will offer um, information from pre-K through high school, and we'll be covering things in ELA, math, science, and social studies. All of the materials we have prepared at this point are really concepts that students have already been exposed to, have already had some practice with, but we certainly want to make sure that students are retaining the information that they've learned up until this point in the school year, and we really want to reinforce those skills and strategies and TEKS in efforts to make sure that they do not lose any of that at this time when we're at home. Um, we've utilized curriculum from our pacing guides, from the state standards, um, with our curriculum partners to be able to give some paper pencil activities that students will be successful with and that will reinforce all of those skills. iStation, iReady, STEM Scopes, they're a part of the digital platform and part of the traditional platform. So teachers and leaders, as you see these packets come um, out to distribute to your families and teachers, um, especially know that some of the materials are going to be things that both um, in your virtual environment and in the traditional environment kids will be exposed to. In high school, we really focused on some of the core classes that students would be taking at particular grade levels. So we're really covering things like world geography, world history, U.S. history, psychology, sociology, government and eco under social studies. English 1 through 4 will be covered. In math, we're covering Algebra 1, MMA, statistics, pre-calc, geometry, algebraic reasoning, algebra 2. In science, we're covering biology, of course, IPC, physics, and chemistry. So although not all elective classes will be covered in this, it's really a solid plan that hits your major content areas so that everyone will have an opportunity to have some work at home that will reinforce what they've already done and to solidify their learning in those areas. This is just step one. As Mr. Chambers said, it's first or second rung of the ladder. The paper traditional version has been being run by our print shop and will be delivered to campuses soon. This whole week has been really about access and communication on every level. And so parents, if you're listening, we hope that you've been contacted by a teacher who is going to give you some 
sense of normalcy, knowing that something is coming for your child if you don't currently have digital access or has put you in the right place to access the digital learning that's about to begin as well. Leaders will reach out from each campus to let parents know how to pick up these packets starting next week. And so, again, it's a first step. It Right now, we're really just talking about retention and practice of previously learned material. And at some point, we may be moving on to a next step um, for the traditional learning plan, which would include some material that would be new learning, but we need to really take baby steps in how we um, how we roll that out because we want students to be successful. Thank you, Kathy. One of the one of the things I want to add to Kathy's comments regarding what are we attempting to do here? What what is the learning that we're attempting to uh, to provide for for students? I think it's important to know that that like any other break, you know, we're going on this break's going to be extended. But like any other break, there's going there's a certain amount of reteaching and relearning that teachers have to provide for kids whenever whenever they come back from whether it's a spring, you know, one week break at Thanksgiving or spring break or two weeks at Christmas or or obviously during the summer when there's a long break. So we're attempting first to go back and make sure that the the key critical points of any type of coursework are refreshed uh, so that it actually is meaningful whenever we start ask, asking students to take on new learning things that they would have that they have not learned yet, you know things they have not been exposed to yet is that a fair way of phrasing it Kathy yes I think that's absolutely a fair way to describe it it is something that we talk about every year in the fall as we get our students back from a summer break it's one of the things that teachers have often thought of as they come back in January of what you know what did they do over their break and how much do I need to go back and so this is our um, attempt to make sure that we keep the knowledge that they had on March the 12th when they left us um, that we keep that stable and that we keep them um, at the independent practice level and at a success level so that um, any new learning that comes in the future will have a solid footing. So same analogy as the latter. We want to make sure that the foundation up until March the 12th is in place so that any new learning has a solid um, chance of success. I'll turn it over to Pam after this. This is important, and I think every parent, every teacher, every every student needs to, to understand this, that what essentially is happening now and could happen is we're missing students across the country are missing a large part of some critical learning that, that should be taking place over the last three, four, five, six, seven weeks of the school year. And I don't know how long we're going to be out just using that as a as a, uh, a gauge. It is in no one's best interest, and particularly students, it is not in your best interest for us to just go ahead and pass you without attempting to provide some type of learning so that you're prepared for the next grade level. Um, you know, part, part of our objective is, yes, to reteach and to, and to bring you back up to speed and then begin introducing new learning but I can't in good conscience, uh, it, it's not right to just say we're not going to do anything the rest of the school year or whatever time frame we're out, you know, through April the 10th or whatever the, whatever the date ends up being, and then ask students to come back in August or September or whenever we come back and be prepared to start their new grade level or the new, con- the new coursework. So there's an amount of critical need for us to do the, everything we can, we, the school system, the teachers, the principals, the superintendent, 
it's important that you as the students and the parents and the families do everything you can do to do exactly what Ms. Yan has, uh, has, has expressed what we're trying to do. Pam, thank you for being on, on this episode. Pam is, again, our Director of Digital Learning and All Things Digital. Uh, if you don't mind, Pam, just talk a little bit about where where you are with the technology platform with those families and those students who are using the Internet and our, our A-Leaf Learns website. Good morning, Mr. Chambers, and thank you for having me this morning. Um, the A-Leaf Learns website, it is broken into three specific parts, targeting parents and guardians, students, and then educators. And these three critical pieces work together because all of our stakeholders have a responsibility in the virtual platform. From the parent's perspective, we want to partner with our parents to ensure that the virtual learning plan is successful. And we are so thankful to have so many amazing parents that are working at home to ensure that their students, their kids have access. So from a 20,000-foot view, ALEAF ISD for the last 10 years um, has had a robust virtual learning environment for our high school students. So they've been able to take part-time classes uh, through the TXVSN network. So we really leaned on um, Debbie Vinson whenever we began to create this plan because she has so much experience in that arena. So with that information, we were able to partner with public relations and create a robust platform in ALEAF Learns to give as much information to parents, guardians, students, and, and teachers at the same time. So from the parent and guardian perspective, um, there's a wealth of information there on the ALEAF Learns site. And as you begin to think about how do I ensure that my child is successful, start with um, you know, setting up the learning environment at home. Then begin to think about how you're going to schedule your, class, your uh, child's day. The virtual learning plan gives suggestions on how much time your child should spend engaged in these digital resources. You know your family you know your situation, please feel free to structure the learning day to meet your family's needs. We have suggestions on a sample schedule. We also have a template that you can use to create that sample schedule for your, your child. And we understand that you may have multiple um, kids at home. And let's say you have three, three kids but one device. Um, so we're adding information to that, edu to that uh, parent section that will um, give you some ideas of how to rotate um, your kids through those devices, how to stagger the, the learning so that um, each of your kiddos at home has access to the device. And whenever I think about you know, the devices that we're talking about with technology today, there are so many devices that can hit the internet, um, it's not just a phone or a laptop or um, a desktop. If your child has a gaming device at home, an Xbox, a PlayStation that connects to the internet, they can also use that device to access these robust resources at home. 
we're excited about the uh, resources that we've put together. Um, I checked this morning, and uh, we yesterday we had over 11,000 uh, students accessing uh, Schoology, which is our learning management system. So we know that our students are used to this digital environment. They know how to access the materials, um, and we uh, look forward to uh, what they're going to do online. Um, but again, we want to partner with parents. So definitely dig into the um, ALEAF Learns website, the parent section, to create that learning environment at home, to create that daily schedule, and again, make it meet your family's needs. So hopefully this week your your teachers, your your child's teacher has already reached out to kind of find out how things are going and we understand that the kids miss their teachers and and guess what the the teachers miss the the kids as well. Uh but we're looking forward to uh plugging in and engaging not only in Schoology, but also uh, throughout the digital classroom with a variety of resources that will even allow some face-to-face -face time through, through Zoom or uh, WebEx or LifeSize. So all of that is coming. In fact, um, I saw a video uh, on uh, Tuesday from a pre-K teacher at Bush Elementary. Gloria Price shared uh, this video with me. Uh, the pre-K teacher set up a Zoom room, and her pre-K students were um, all in the room, and it just warmed my heart because we're all in this together. We will succeed together, and it takes the partnership of the families at home, the school, and the students. From the educator perspective, man, we have really been thrust into a brand new environment overnight. The digital learning team, along with many, many, many uh, professionals in ALEF ISD, we've worked around the clock to ensure that your kids have the best learning experience in the virtual and in the traditional environment. Our analogy is it's really like the beginning of the school year. We are now in the virtual learning environment, and that environment is very different from face-to-face. -face. So our focus this week has been on uh, communication and access. As of this morning, we rolled out the educator training and support website yesterday, and as of yesterday, we trained 275 teachers on the virtual plan and this new environment. We have 1,300 already signed up for today, which is Thursday, and tomorrow. So by the end of the week, and we're having to add additional seats based on the, the tremendous need, but by the end of the week, we're projected to have trained 1,900 teachers directly from the digital learning department. And again, it's on um, tools for access, tools for communication, training them on the plan, the platform, the expectations. Um, when we start at the beginning of every single year, we don't jump in on day one with teaching and learning uh, uh, on day one. We start with teacher work days. We start with four or five days of getting our classrooms ready 
professional learning communities, gathering our resources, making plans. That's the same model that we're now transitioned to in the virtual environment. So all this week, our teachers are planning, gaining insight on these new tools, participating in Zoom planning sessions, on WebEx conference calls and and um, conference chats with their administrative team. I am thrilled by the level of collaboration that I've seen over the last four days, and it's just it's just our fourth day back from spring break. Next week, we will dig into from the training perspective. We'll dig into the um, digital classroom, uh, planning for online instruction and best practices. Our teachers and students will be accessing Schoology and Aleaf Hub. Aleaf Hub is our uh, resource portal, and it is a place for everything and everything in one place. We are able to plug into that uh, hub and see the analytics to determine, you know, what's our level of engagement on our different tools, and it's actually uh, by analyzing that information and the information from our content experts, our content coordinators, we were able to really drill down to the most essential resources to put in the virtual plan. On week three, which is the week of uh, April 6th, we'll begin digging into interactive tools and engaging with students online. Now, some of this is already happening. We have, we have a continuum of expertise uh, from the digital perspective. There's some teachers that are very comfortable and confident and, and they're ready to go, and they're the ones that um, they're out front and they're leading and we're, we're going to tap into them. And then we have some on the other, other side of the spectrum, and they may be a little, um, a little anxious about this new environment. And you know what? That is okay. It is our goal. It is our mission to meet every single educator where they are and move forward together. We have our students that are engaging in Schoology. They are logging into iReady and iStation through the hub. Our most accessed resources are iReady, iStation, STEM Scopes, and Ed, your friend in learning, and that's just from yesterday. Um, so I want to encourage parents to plug in to that environment with their students. Talk about, hey, Talk to me about what you learned today. Share uh, the different aspects of the virtual environment that um, they've been engaging in. And really make sure that we plug in time for wellness and arts in your daily schedule. Thank you, Pam. Obviously, she, less than 10 minutes, shared a ton of information that for staff members it may make sense, and for some kids it may make sense, and for some parents it may make sense, but I, we realize we fully realize there's a lot of questions that people are having. And I want to, before we get into a little bit deeper discussion on this, I want to make sure every parent knows that I've heard that there are parents that are calling schools and, you know, asking for help or assistance or explanations. And obviously our schools are, are closed. We don't, we're not manning phones uh, in, our, in our buildings. Uh, we're utilizing every other form of communication that we can think of, and including calling, you know, call outs uh, when appropriate. But I want to advise all parents our community members, but our students, anyone, that if you want to contact a LEAF ISD and, and ultimately contact your school or you have a question about something, on our home webpage, 
at the very top of the webpage, there's a, a little icon that says, Contact Us. <laughs> I don't know how much more clear it could be, but contact us. If you click on that, it's gonna, I'm doing it right now it's, so I can tell you what I'm seeing. When you click on that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show articles. It's going to you know, frequent, frequently ask questions. It's going to talk about graduation. It's going to talk about a lot of things that, that we hope to answer questions before you have to ask the questions. So you'll see announcements, general information, et cetera. Uh, you'll see a search uh, bar to, to type in your, whatever you're looking for. But at the very top of that page, you're going to see Contact Us again. And if you click on that, contact us, it's going to literally give you some uh, fields to, to fill in, like your email address, the subject you want to, uh, that you have a question about, what is it we can help you with, and then is there anything you want to share, what school or what department are you directing this to, and then anything, like if you have an attachment or something you want to provide. So if you just have simple questions like, what do I do about this or how do I do this, please go to our website and click on the Contact Us and then just follow the, the prompts, and you'll get to you'll get to the screen where you actually submit uh, what it is you're asking. We have someone manning those questions, kind of like a phone bank, if you will. But we have someone manning those questions, and depending on who the question is directed to, that person will send those questions to that individual, and that individual will be responsible for re- communicating back to you. One thing I want to ask you as a parent or as a community member uh, it's going to ask for your email address because that's the only way we're going to know who you are and that's the only way we're going to be able to get a response back to you. The email address is not required. You don't have to fill in your email address to submit. But if you want an answer or if you need something back from us, we need to know what your email address is. Or in, in, the, in, the, in the text, please share with us how to best contact you so we can actually respond to your, to your question. So uh, thank you. I hope that made sense. Uh, as as Pam was talking about all the the, the things that are being offered and, and provided. So, Pam, real quick on the A-Leaf Learns, on the digital side of it, you mentioned there were 11 or so thousand students that have already accessed Schoology. And if, if there's a, a message for students, if there's a message for the kids, what would your message be from the digital learning side of this, of this process? Thank you for that question, Mr. Chambers. Um, to our students, your teachers, are ready to engage with you. We are confident that, you know, based on the data that we have, that you know how to access the tools. So continue to reach out through Schoology, access your resources, your courses, pay attention to the announcements, your assignments, um, and know that, you know, your teachers are prepared to engage with you. I want to kind of add from a mom's perspective because I have a sixth grader at home and um, he's in the same situation that you're in. And one of the things that he talks about the most is um, he misses his friends. Um, Not only does he miss class, but he misses his friends. So, you know, reach out, reach out to your friends and engage with them as well, but know that your learning can still continue, and, and it's our expectation that you, you are engaging. If you have a question or a concern, definitely reach out to your, um, your teachers, your counselors. We're here. We're here for you. And we know that it you know, might be a scary time, but there are a lot of adults, including your parents, that, that, that have your best interest at heart. 
so uh, uh, reach out to us. Um, I wanted to also add that we had a parent that didn't come up for meal pickup because uh, her daughter was uh, engaged in online learning. I want to make sure that everyone understands, all parents understand, create your schedule, your child's schedule, to meet your needs and include the online meal pickup. If, if that's a need of your family, definitely include that in the daily schedule. From the um, A-Leaf Learn site, when you access the digital plan, the digital learning plan, and I'm going to pull it up uh, as well, in the parent guardian section, once you click on parent guardian, the learning resources are on the right-hand side of the screen. So once you scroll down just a bit past the A-Leaf Learns logo, the virtual plan is the very first link. And that plan is broken down by level, which means elementary intermediate students, they're first, followed by the middle school, high school plans, and then it's broken down by content area. It gives a duration of minutes that your child should be engaged on that virtual tool, and then it gives you the number of times per week that your child should be engaged in that resource. Know that our teachers are uh, going to be analyzing the data from those resources to ensure that kids are progressing, and then taking specific points from that data and engaging with them in the digital classroom. So I wanted to make sure that everyone understood how to use that virtual plan to build the schedule for your um, students at home. When it comes to the entire plan, part of my job uh, as a leader, and we're taking this cue from our executive leadership and Mr. Chambers, is to just make sure that everybody is calm and to make sure everyone knows that this is uncharted territory and we're going to layer on our, our activities, our support. We're going to layer everything we do in an intentional way so that our students are not overwhelmed, our families are not overwhelmed, our teachers are not overwhelmed. So this is a very strategic phased in approach to ensure that we're all moving forward together. Oftentimes we um, refer to um, our meaningful work and our meaningful relationships. There's been a lot of people behind the scenes working on the meaningful work pieces. And this week, as Pam outlined in the plan, was about access and communication. And that's where the relationships piece is really coming into play. And that's from central office leadership support to campus leadership support to teachers to parents and families and students. One of the questions that's come up, and I don't think we've covered it in our conversation this morning, but that we've, we've mentioned in several of our other meetings, was our very youngest learners access the digital platform daily in their classrooms, but they use what we call a quick card. That quick card has like a QR code that allows the child to log in because it's hard for our youngest learners to remember their passwords and their login information. As elementary teachers are reaching out um, in our primary grades, parents, please make sure, if you're listening to this, that you have updated your contact information 
because in order for us to be able to reach out and communicate with you, we can share your child's login credentials with you by phone. And so teachers can reach out and give you that information so that if you have access to a device for your child to get on some of our instructional resources, they will be able to give you those login credentials because you don't have a quick card at home in which you can use. But one of the most important things is as teachers are reaching out to you and attempting to reach out to you, that your most updated phone numbers or email addresses are available um, in our system so that we can keep that meaningful relationship piece going. The other advantage to that is if you are following the traditional learning plan, our next steps in instruction are to ensure that we allow opportunities for questions. We're still working on step two of the traditional learning plan supports, but that might include having some sort of hotline or um, a portal for you to send us questions about the traditional learning pathways and a way for us to contact you back to support you at home if you don't have the virtual environment available at your fingertips. So that constant um, relationship building between family and home, we're very proud of our family engagement in the district. This is just one more way that we're going to be able to keep that going. We really want to ensure that we have the best contact information for families. So if that's changing, um, please refer to the district webpage for information on how to change your contact information in our Home Access Center. Thank you. Uh, just for those listening, two, two quick points of reference on the website that both Pam and, and Kathy have just alluded to. So I mentioned earlier the Contact Us for just general questions. It's on the website just if you have general questions. If you uh, have not yet accessed A-Leaf Learns, when you go onto our home website, on the right-hand side of the of the top bar, you're going to see site shortcuts, and there's all kinds of shortcuts. It talks about medication pickup, meal curbside pickup, and then and then it says A Leaf Learns and A Leaf Hub login and student staff login. If you click on A Leaf Learns, that takes you to the to the areas in which Miss Lowe was referring to earlier. So that's on our website for the A Leaf Learns. As Miss Yan was just mentioning, if you have if you need to update your contact information. On that same home page of our webpage, and on the gold bar, you'll see it right above on the on our home page. You'll see a little statement that says, "For the latest update on COVID-19, please visit www.aleefisd.net/update." If you click on that, this link is dedicated to the to COVID-19, but you'll see some communications from me. But on the left-hand side, you'll see I don't know a dozen or so bullets. In one of those bullets is parents updating your contact information, staff updating your, uh, your, your resources, etc. So please, please, I can't overemphasize this enough, please make sure as a parent that we have your most recent contact information, email, cell phone, etc., so that we can, we, can, we can communicate with you as we all move through this together. So, Kathy, on the paper-based or traditional, is there any timeline or is there anything you want to share with the group before we wrap this part of it up that for those who are not able to access the Internet and not able to access our webpage, kind of what to expect from us as the traditional paper-based process begins unfolding? Yes. So we expect delivery of the materials to each campus site. If students are in attendance at the A-Leaf Learning Center, they will uh, report to their home campus if they need those resources. Campuses will put together their distribution plan, much like the meal pickups. They will have some sort of safe 
um, environment, keeping social distancing and the CDC guidelines at hand um, for parents to pick up. It will be sort of like a curbside pickup. There will be no um, congregating inside of school buildings to make that happen. And campus leaders and I discussed um, earlier this week the ways that they can roll that out um, for their campus teams. We want to ensure that everyone understands that if they have digital access, that they should really engage through the virtual plan. If they don't, that's the group of parents and students that we want to ensure get access to the traditional paper uh, plan. Each campus uh, was responsible for reaching out to families and trying to get sort of an idea of which families really do need this kind of support with traditional packets. And so they should be reaching out back out to those families who they've connected with. And each campus will also publish out to those families how to and when to um, pick up those those available materials. Parents, we know that some of you sent all of your school supplies to school with your students, and many of those students did not necessarily bring those home on the 12th as we weren't aware that we would be out on that Friday or after the spring break. We are going to ensure that your student gets a pencil sharpener and two pencils with each of those traditional packets so that if you don't have those materials at your fingertips at home, you don't have to worry about trying to get to a store um, to access that. We're going to make sure we give you the tools to make sure your students can um, actually work on those on those traditional packets. So timeline would be we will start to distribute those packets um, as early as Monday of next week. Week. And then um, the instructional team is going to work very closely with campus staff to look at what next steps are. Next steps are including how can we support parents who are working on the traditional plan at home if there are questions or if there are specific supports that they need in order to help their students to complete that work and also what next steps would look like for a traditional plan depending on what the calendar needs are based on how long we're out of school. So this is just a starting point. And again, it's all material that students have already been exposed to that we want to make sure that we can reinforce and retain um, with the students. And then we immediately have begun thinking about the next steps, which are if we continue to need to be outside of our brick and mortar, what will we do for next steps for those traditional uh, learning plans? Thank you, Kathy. So I want to I be clear to those listening, uh, to those uh, families listening and staff as you communicate with families, the paper-based or traditional versus the virtual a Leaf Learns platform on our internet. They're not choices. We would we are asking that if any family, any parent has access to the internet to utilize the A Leaf Learns and that the paper and tra- the paper-based or traditional packets are solely for those families who do not have access to it. The reason I'm asking for this and, and, and making a point of this is because I can't describe to you how much work and time it's taking for staff, not just teachers, not just support staff, but our print shop, those that are working in our ancillary services, printing these documents and printing these packets so that they're orderly and they're, they make sense when you get them. That is a massive undertaking, an absolutely massive undertaking. And so we are, we are fully aware that there are some families, there are many families that need this and we want to provide it for them. But if you're a family that has access to the internet, I, um, uh, I respectfully request that you use the internet and the uh, access that you have through what Ms. Lowe previously described. So uh, with that, I want to thank Pam, you and Kathy, not only for doing this little segment, but for the leadership that you have shown respect of for us trying to 
uh, as we mentioned to begin with. Our goal is to just try to continue education to the best of our ability, and when appropriate, we'll start introducing new education for our kids. But but y'all's leadership and then people that you're working with, on behalf of myself and the board, I can't thank you enough. I, uh, I hope our, st- our staff and our students and our parents uh, realize the, the efforts that have been put forth uh, to help them with their children. So thank you very much for everything you guys have done. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure to uh, collaborate to make this happen for everybody. You bet. Yes, I agree. I'm going to continue. i got a few things I want to cover outside of the topic we've been talking about. I'm sure there are questions, and again, I'm going to direct you to either your communication lines with your campus or with your uh, with, with individuals you have communication with or to the contact us on our website that I referenced earlier. But a couple of things I just want to follow up on so everyone's aware. So I want to, I want to remind everyone today is March 26th. It's Thursday, March 26th. It's at 10, we're about 1025, so we're 45 minutes or so into this episode. So uh, if anything we have said has changed by the time you listen to this, my apologies. We're, everyone's doing the best they can to share with what we know when we know it. But uh, a couple things I want to update everyone on. I've been asked about continuation of our suspension of operations or school closure. Uh, we have obviously not made that decision yet. The large group of Greater Houston area, Gulf Coast region superintendents, for the most part, have uh, agreed that we're going to wait till the week of April the 6th to make the, any decisions on the future. And that's still our plan, unless unless something happens at the state level or the local county, city level that, that influences uh, us to do something differently. So uh, right now, we're still shooting to use the week of April 6th to make any decisions beyond that week you're watching the news and hearing the news just like I am. So if anything else changes that, that impacts us, we will we will definitely let you know. We had a lot of positive feedback from uh, two podcasts ago when Ms. Williams and Ms. Kimberly Smith, Ms. Williams, our board president, and Ms. Smith, our director of public relations, was we FaceTimed a, an impact ed. A lot of positive feedback and was, was asked if we could continue that. And we will attempt to continue that. And uh, in, in this time, while we have no one at work, and we're taking our guests through phone calls. I just want you to know it, we can't hardly do that because the we don't have the capability right now of recording the people who are on the phone calling in. So uh, I appreciate the the feedback we've received about the positive feedback we received about doing Impact Ed through Facebook Live or something along those lines. We will continue looking at doing that when we get to back to some sense of normalcy or we we are able to to have the technology the technical capability of doing that. But I've I appreciate everyone's comments on on that. I'm going to do a YouTube video soon for those who choose not to listen to this or not aware of this Impact Ed. But uh, to all seniors and those getting ready to graduate, there has not been a decision made on graduation yet. As I mentioned last week, not sure what we're going to do. I think we all need to be prepared for the uh, worst case scenario of of having to, to delay or postpone or cancel commencement exercises as we know them. Same goes with prom and all the other activities and things that, that the senior year provides for you guys. I will continue to remind you that I am extremely sensitive to the importance of those events, not only to you, but to your families and, and to our staff. But right now, I don't have anything to add other than what I mentioned in last week's message. So um, so hang in there. And as you're contacted by your teachers, um, please, 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 participate in the the work or the assignments or the the information they're providing so that they can can continue to uh, include you as a as an active participating student during this time period. 
Mr. Chambers, I, I apologize. I neglected to mention this earlier, but it is actually critical, especially as you're talking to our high school students, students and families. If your student currently participates in a dual credit classroom, a dual credit course, um, HCC has been communicating with them through their student portal through HCC and also their teachers should be reaching out to them. Um, most of their teachers are embedded staff, so they're ALEAF teachers as well. Um, those courses will begin online instruction on Monday, the 30th of March. And so if your student is currently enrolled in a dual credit course, I know that teachers have been reaching out all week about access to digital online access for students through devices, through internet. Um, if you have not heard from your teachers, please reach out through those emails that you use within your Schoology environment and let us know that so that we can get you the uh, resources that you need. But dual credit will begin online instruction on Monday, March the 30th. And I apologize, I neglected to mention that earlier. Thank you, Kathy. I'm glad you mentioned that too. I forgot to ask you about it. So parents of our students who are dual credit students taking both high school credit and college credit at the same time, please, please pay attention to your emails through the HCC portal. Back to the just my summary on this for seniors. We'll keep working and we'll keep communicating with you as we learn more. I want to address the, the issue of making sure that you're continuing to work with your teacher and the assignments and the work that they're providing and the questions they're asking or what, whatever that communication is between you and your, your teachers. It is your responsibility as a student uh, to maintain to the best of your ability what they're asking you to do and to demonstrate that you're attempting to uh, to participate in the learning that they're providing. So I just want to be very clear about that. And we will we will go through graduation process and identifying those st uh, seniors who uh, who have qualified to graduate. We will that will not change. Nothing will change. We're just looking at how might we address the actual the commencement exercise itself. Uh, the walking, if, if if you will, the walking across the stage. But uh, I don't want any senior, I don't want any parent to be worried that their kids are not going to graduate or you're not going to graduate. As long as you've taken care of your business, as long as you've taken care of the, the, the requests that are being made of you over the next several weeks and perhaps longer, you're going to receive a diploma and you're gonna, your transcript will reflect it and you'll be able to move on about your life. Uh, if you do not, or if you have not, taking care of your business and there's a that you will be communicated with to give you every opportunity to take care of what you need to take care of but I just want everyone to be to realize we're just not going to graduate everyone because of the situation there are some that may not have earned the, the right to graduate well prior to this event um, but I'll, I'll share more about that on the uh, YouTube video with everyone last uh, I would just I, I want this is for everyone uh, this is one of these times that none of us have ever gone through, at least I haven't, I don't know about anyone else, I, none of us have experienced this, uh, but on the education side, uh, to ed all educators, I encourage us to take a look and learn from what we've been doing. Uh, as I told my leadership team the other day, I would hate to know that when we get on the other side of this and, and life begins getting back to what, to some sense of normalcy as we define normalcy. I would hate to know that we went to all the efforts that people like Kathy Yon and Pam Lowe and everyone in this district and everyone with districts all over the country are doing for kids. I'd hate to know that we get to the other side and we didn't learn anything and that there's nothing that we can't take from the lessons we're learning now and implement as a part of our common practice. I don't know what those things are. I don't, I don't know. 
I encourage all of us as professional educators to just kind of keep a tally of things that seem to work really well and just kind of jot it down and keep it in the back of our minds so that as we as we begin planning for the future, there may be things we're doing now that we've never done before that we now can do. We've learned through necessity that either it's the best thing to do or it's the most efficient thing to do or the most effective thing to do. Um, that includes me. That includes how my you know my relationship with our board and how our board operates and um, how we make decisions and how we communicate. Uh, there's a lot of things to be learned as we go through this that perhaps we would have never learned otherwise. So with that, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this was helpful to those that listened. And uh, if you have any questions, again, go to our website, contact us, or through your normal means of communication with your with your child's teacher or your your camp your child's campus. Thank you. Have a great day. This is H.D. Chambers with A-Leaf ISD. This has been Impact Ed. This has been an AMP production.